Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is, you don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat, all these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie. Hey, it's Captain Justin Leet with Chasing the Sun TV. Join me and Meredith for the best fishing action along the coast of Panama City Beach. Tune in to new episodes every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. River Rats, you are listening to the River Certified Podcast with Spencer Bow and Ryan Tassler and an array of guests where we cover the fun, interesting, and sometimes rugged parts of spending life on or near the water. In- introductions, or do you want me to handle introductions? These are all your buddies. Yeah, that's fine. I just met Jay. I didn't even know he was a real person until this very moment. <laughs> I, I was a myth. <laughs> The legend. <laughs> the legend of Jay Goffner. I've seen you. You are one of the people who were my uh, recommended friend requ- requests on Facebook. And I always saw your last name and I thought it was Goner. <laughs> which is almost like Goner. Yeah, it's close. I, yeah, Ga- I've heard that one. I've heard, you know, Gaugnauer and Gogenhauer and That's what I call them. Gogenhauer is yeah, kind oh, of yeah. a cool one. Yeah, when I, when, I had, uh, when I had, you know, teachers in school, I'd be like, oh, how do you pronounce that name? I'd be like, how do you think you pronounce that name? You know. So you just like mess with people a little bit? Oh, all the time. Yeah, if you get a name like that, you have to. If you get a boring name like Kinsey, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just yeah. Kind of hard to screw that one up. <laughs> I'm going to try to tell this story and not make it sound like humble bragging. Uh, I got offered a sponsorship, right, for a boat cleaner. And I was... Do like, they know what you do to a boat? Well, <laughs> the other side of it is what I was getting at is I said, well, if for this for this deal, I'd like to have a discussion on the phone. And the guy, we schedule a phone call and I talk to him and I just let him go on and on and on about this, that, the other thing, blah, blah, blah. And he's talking about his team is so great at finding talent. I'm like, wow, your team must suck because we're talking about me. <laughs> but... uh <laughs> Uh, so that pool's pretty dry. You're right, right. <laughs> but at the the end of the conversation, I was like, "You re- do realize I don't own a boat, right? <laughs> How do these work on kayaks? <laughs> exactly. I'm the sparkliest kayak around. Yeah, I always say I don't own a boat either, but I do say that I have hundred dollar bills. So as long as somebody else has got a boat, I'm good. That's we'll the best boat to own. Is some yeah. well, I mean, to, to fish out of is somebody else's boat. I learned that a long time ago. Well, actually, all right, so I was fortunate where 
I always wanted a boat, and then I saved up my lawn mowing money in high school and then bought one and then never used it because it's too damn expensive to take care of when you're in high school. <laughs> Looks pretty in the shed, though. <laughs> we had it sitting right in the front yard. <laughs> 16-foot deep V-Lun with 15-horse Evinrude on the back. Or maybe it's Johnson. It don't matter. No classic. All right, so, Ryan, introduce everybody we got here, man. All right, we got a recap of Mr. Brian Kinsey. He's been on the on the podcast once before. We brought him in for his expert opinions. And it's crappie and mushroom season, so, buddy, this has got to be your, one of your favorite times of year. Right oh, up your alley. Here. Have you been out chasing crappie yet? No, but I'm going this weekend. Nice. I've caught more crappies than you have. Yeah. By a substantial margin, I might add. I'm, <laughs> I'm probably pushing triple digits on the number of crappies. I don't, I don't even want to say this, but I went somewhere and I got skunked two weeks ago. <laughs> Ooh. Honesty is everything. you got to be authentic. In a place that's kind of unskunkable. <laughs> yeah. Making the impossible possible. <laughs> I, I, do, I do think I make things happen. <laughs> All right, who else we got, Ryan? All right, and then we got my trapping partner, Jay Goffner, first time on the show. He's got a lot of knowledge of the outdoors and and uh, kind poker, of, kind of and poker. Guy. You He's you poker just guy. let me know a little bit, so I want you to elaborate. What? So you you fund part of your life with your poker winnings, or? Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, so you're you know, a bullshitter too already. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I, never lose any yeah, money. I, I love the game of poker. Um, you know, I love the challenge of you know trying to get in people's heads and 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 try to take advantage of situations and and take their money and take their chips. And so, um, yeah, I enjoy playing cash games and then uh, and I'll travel around play a little bit of tournament poker here and there, looking for that big score one day. But uh, yeah, it's kind of a nice little side hobby. It kind of helps fund. You know the the outdoors, whether it's fishing or trapping or hunting or whatever, and, and and so yeah, it works out pretty good. It's a it's a good compromise for sure. You say big score like you're one of them cliche dudes on a hunting show. Like yeah, I went out and got that big score, got her done this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what those big scores are like. Like you know, here in May, I'll be out in uh, Deadwood, South Dakota. Uh, the MSPT, the Mid States Poker Tour, will be out there. Uh, it's eleven hundred dollar main event. I'll be I'll be playing in that. I'll try to satellite in, try to win a couple tickets, maybe sell a ticket. We'll see how it goes. But um, yeah, it should be a pretty good field. You know, top price is probably going to be over hundred grand. So no big um, deal. Yeah, no big deal. So there, there's there's some big scores out there, but um, but it takes a lot of a lot of hard work in poker to get to that point. It's it's definitely a skill game. It's not a game of luck. And and just because you can jump in a poker tournament for thousand bucks doesn't mean you're going to take that thing home. It's it, it's quite a bit of a grind of you know study and work and putting the time in at the table. Uh, no different fishing. You know, I mean, you guys put your time in at the fishing and and put your time in at the river and and it pays off. You know, whereas the average guy doesn't put in any time or effort or any work into it. It's going to struggle to catch that big fish. You know, you got to put the time and effort in anything that you're going to be successful at. Poker's would, no different. Would it make you feel more comfortable if I put my sunglasses on? Like more at home. <laughs> I'm just saying, if he wins a hundred grand, the next boat is his. Yeah, <laughs> he's buying. Well, he's taking us all on a fishing trip. Deal. 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 <laughs> we are now signing the contract. So, do you think you think you could beat me at poker? Uh, yeah. No, I don't think you, <laughs> you don't know who Let's you're do dealing it. with. Let's do I've it. Played poker with him. You can beat him. Yeah. <laughs> you ever heard of hustling, Ryan? I was hustling. You see, because I knew I was going to meet Jay. 
So I was holding out for that big payday when Jay shows up. He got third of three. <laughs> no, I just got third. <laughs> Anybody asks, I just got third. Which wasn't fair because I won a big pot earlier and I just bullied, bullied him right out of the game. It really wasn't fair. It wasn't fair. All right, so Steve from Ohio sent me an email. And if anybody who's listening wants to shoot an email to me, I love getting emails about fishing, but especially when it involves taking kids fishing. He he heard us in one podcast talk about derbies and stuff, um, and apparently he puts one on in Ohio, and he tried to downplay it like, yeah, there's only 50 kids who get to go. Well, Steve, man. That's like, awesome. That's 50 yeah. kids who might not have ever got to go fishing, and that's awesome. And if... You know, let's say five people do that in every major city across America. That would be an amazing. Well, even one, yeah, like even one person in every major city or every city in America did that. That'd be a ridiculous amount of kids who get to go fishing and never would have otherwise. But and the, that's something they're always going to think back on as oh, they grow yeah. older. They're going to walk past that fix, fishing section saying, "You remember that day? I'm going to grab a pole." I'm going to get back. I'm going to do that again. Yep. And then some of them are going to become addicts like me, which I'm sorry for your bank account. but <laughs> <laughs> Not a great career player. <laughs> but the, the best part was it was the picture he sent me is this little kid holding a flathead like a little puppy, like holding it up in the air like a little puppy. He's probably five or six, smiling ear to ear. Like his smile might have been wider than his head was. But uh, the best part, he only had one sandal on. <laughs> It's priorities. Who cares about what your footwear is? He beat his my first flathead and his first flathead. He probably caught his first flathead 15 years before, <laughs> in age before I ever caught my first flathead. And sometimes you still only have one shoe on. So. <laughs> That's no exaggeration. I'll have wool socks and one shoe on and caked in mud and everything. We're, we were fishing at the river one night. My nephew, I don't know how old he was. He had to have been, I don't know, seven or eight years old, maybe even younger, but... Um, he was trying to convince me to talk to my brother and my sister-in-law to let him get in a BB gun, you know, because he was responsible. I got, I got a was, couple BB guns in the gun safe for my nephews right now. There you go. Like yep. he was ready for this BB gun, you know, and, and I'm looking at him and, and I think his mom, Jessica looked at him and was like, Landon, where are your shoes? And I don't know. And he just was so defeated. <laughs> he's like, I'm so responsible. I'm ready for a BB. Where's your shoes? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> got to keep everything lined up it's okay you know shoes are one thing guns are another i get it shoes are optional yeah absolutely exactly. you don't need shoes to shoot things you, you do not <laughs> guaranteed no, so you're allergic to mushrooms i am i am deathly allergic to morale mushrooms i've never heard of that in my life yeah it's um it you know it happened probably i don't know 10 years ago and we cooked some up and um so you I did had, you grow up eating mushrooms you know not really um i mean a few but i don't know when the allergy started and i've, I've been told that allergies can start at any time in your life but 100 percent. but um yeah i got sick and i mean sick 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 like it just bad news bears type sick sick and I couldn't eat a mushroom for like five years. I, I just, if I looked at them, I would, I, nope, I can't eat them. I haven't ate a mushroom in five years, but it's because I haven't picked a mushroom in about five years. Yeah, and so, um, I don't know, probably, I don't know, three, four years ago, my son and I went out. We went and found a few. We got a dozen, and, and like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll eat one. So we, 
we sauteed them up and cooked them up and i had a, like you know a couple of them and i remember specifically an hour later like oh oh no 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 and, and it was just oh no i was married to the bathroom for 24 hours it was it was just it was just an awful experience it's like food poisoning times 10 it that's what it is for me and I mean, my wife thought i was exercising demons from the bathroom that's really what it sounded like so yeah you guys find i'll find mushrooms all day long but i will not eat one it's we, happened twice it will not happen a third time i'm smart enough for that deliver them to my house bud you can have them i, I won't touch them i won't eat them not a chance. I just need one. If I eat one skillet full a year, I am more than happy. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I I hunt, and I've only been out once so far this year, which Green County has been confirmed yesterday. A guy found a dozen little gray ones, so they are out. But I well, have not A little rain any. tonight wouldn't hurt a thing. Well, that's it? what I was going to say. We need some rain. It's pretty dry. So until we get a good shot of rain, it's probably going to be a little slow. You know, I never thought of this. Me and my dad I had a conversation because he always wanted to be a farmer, and I didn't want nothing to do with farming, even if I had the chance. Although farming's kind of be like kind of becoming a – it's like you're a prince. You know, you got to be born into the farming family. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. But even if I had been, I don't think I would have wanted to be a farmer because of the uncertainties that go along with it. And now I'm going to be a fishing guide, and I'm looking at the forecast like a farmer. You know, like, sure could use a shot of rain right now. Yeah, those fish are hanging south and not coming up. All right, so today I ran into something that I hadn't experienced in a while. but And I've been on the other end of it the majority of my life, and that's sending fishing pictures to buddies. And I'm going to show you this picture. I'm just glad you feel bad because you know how many I times. I never said I felt bad. <laughs> You know how many times I've been in an attic or up on a ladder, and I get this picture of this 40, 50-pound flathead? everyone catch their reaction. Holy <laughs> crap. Look that at that tough. thing. That's Holy. Big. All right, so it looks a lot bigger than it is. My buddy Eric, he's down in down south right now fishing on the famed Tennessee River. Nice. And uh, he weighs like 90 pounds, maybe maybe a little more, but not a lot more. And he's holding this flathead, and you can't hardly see him can't behind, see him it. behind it, yeah. it. It looks 60-plus. That's what you're betting? What, like yeah. what, what, what are you, you betting, Jay? There you go. What are you betting? Got to put him on the table. Wow. I say 75. Okay. I, nah, I, 85. You can't it, even see his hands. You can't, I can't, I you got, so the, I always go by the hand test. Where, how many hands that's, can that's you fit, probably, fit in his mouth? Yeah, that's over 90. That thing's huge. 55. What? That's how little he is. And he has these tiny little hands. Eric, I hope you're listening. <laughs> tiny hands. Little tiny hands. But for real, it's a slob. 55 pounds. huge in his hands. <laughs> <laughs> 55 pounds is a giant fish. That is head. a giant fish, yeah. But you make it look like 90. Yes. <laughs> that's a great picture, Eric. He's holding it clear out here. <laughs> He's not, though. That's oh, how small he is. <laughs> It's a fat fish, too. I mean, you oh, can yeah. see the belly on the side yeah. of it. That's what makes it look even more deceiving. It's a freak. It, it's, I mean, 55 pounds. I, I dream of fish like that every day. Oh, absolutely. Right, right, right. I don't know, but I don't think I've sent a picture of a 55 to anybody at work. Eric has. He's got me on that. I've, I've only held <laughs> I one I don't know. Fish. Some of those fish that you send me that you're like, oh, he's 40s. 
I'm I call bullshit every time. I'm like, dude, that's I should weigh. That's more. over fifty. Well, you I, should. I, I have a net now. I never. I don't like to hang them from a scale by the jaw. So uh, there's been. A, I'm not going to say I haven't done it because there's been a few. That, I know you have because I've cussed you out for it. Right. <laughs> but now that I have a net, um, I can put them in the net and hang them and weigh them and, and do it responsibly. So yeah, ninety nine percent of the flights I've ever caught, I never got a weight on. And I don't really care that much. I mean, some people do. I, I, I love to just so it's in my bank. So when I see a fish, I'm more accurate. That's how my buddy Ross yeah. is, man. And he's good at guessing. Yeah. You know, he'll, he'll sh- we'll catch one and he'll be like, how big you think it is? Um, I don't freaking know. 20 <laughs> pounds maybe? And he's be like, 24.7. And we'll hang it on the scale and be like, 24.2. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's a skill. That's pretty good. He's got a skill. He's good. He's good. Because he weighs them. He does. He weighs I mean, almost every one of them. And he's out there running the ditty sticks, and they, he sees a lot of flatheads. He and, does see a lot of flatheads. And, um, yeah, he, he knows how much they weigh. I don't have a reliable enough scale. Mine's usually batteries dead because <laughs> they've been in there for five years. I get it. <laughs> you know, yeah. look at me. <laughs> I get it. I'm fortunate where I get to carry two and can check them every once in a while, but. I don't even know why I do that. It's like a waste of time. I never use them. <laughs> when I'm with you, I usually try to make you. You do. Play. You do. And it's probably for the best. Then I get a better idea. Just uh, for my knowledge. Yeah, I, I agree. Because then you know. Then you know. Yeah. I don't, but you only it only matters if you care. <laughs> I, well, I care. Well, yeah. I, I, I don't. It's like honoring the fish. I mean, it's, yeah. It's, I, to me, honoring the fish is just catching it. And whether you get a picture or no picture – Getting a good release is honoring the fish. Well, but by that rationale, then if you caught a eight pound fish compared to a fifty five pound fish, it wouldn't matter. And I think it does matter. You guys are always fishing for that big fish, so I, I think it makes sense to weigh it. And but I can look at it know. and know that that one's bigger than an eight pounder. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah, that well, one's that's, that's good too. enough for me. This one has an eight pounder in its stomach. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But the, that's the whole point is you're looking for that big fish. You're looking for the big one. Yeah. So you, need, you just need to know. But how big it is, I don't care. Well, that's true. I'm kind of the same way with you. I don't I don't take a lot of pictures. I don't weigh them. Well, a three-pound crappie and a half-pound crappie taste the same. <laughs> I, mean, that's what I, I fish a lot for food. You know, yeah. I, when I go fishing with you, I release them usually because yeah. that's what we're fishing for, yeah. big ones. But... Yeah, I don't. I like him. Like him, I don't care what it weighs. I don't take many pictures. We're probably the same way when we're trapping on, you know, like beaver. You know, we catch big beaver, and it's like, yeah, it's a big one. How much does that one weigh? Oh, it's got to be at least fifty. Maybe it's seventy-five. I, I don't know. I couldn't yeah. tell you. Skin it. Yep. Skin it. <laughs> we got work to do. Let's yeah. go. Take the. Well, what's the the name of the stuff in it for the perfume? Caster. Caster. I wanted to say. Cluster for some reason. <laughs> well, I can't wait to eat one now that you mentioned it. Lunch, or supper. I'm excited about it too. Yeah. I'm not going to eat any of the ones out of the pile that you guys got back. <laughs> yeah, don't you. don't look at those. But that that's that could be a podcast in itself. Just some good good beaver meat in the in the crock pot. I've so what I've heard uh, compared to roast beef, if you had it side by side, you'd take the beaver over the roast meat. Beef is what I've been told. I feel so. like there needs to be a store out there named Beaver Meat. There is. You just can't really buy. It. <laughs> there's there's only so many edible things that would come out of that store. 
<laughs> and you leave hungry anyway. <laughs> lots of aftertaste. Lots of penicillin. All right. Anyway, you guys ever have anybody sending you pictures when you're at work other than me? Oh, yeah. I, like when we go on what's trips the, and stuff, what's the worst, I always send them to Kenzie. What's the I worst always. instance where you've had somebody like, you get a message, you look at it, and you pull it up, and you're like, shit. I'm stuck at work. And Usually day. that's you, but my brother Rick does it all the time. When Kinsey's on a trip, he'll do it. You know, I, I have other people too, but, you know, you if you send me one during the day, I don't even want to look at it because I, <laughs> I know it's over 40. It's over 40 every freaking time. <laughs> well, I wouldn't send it otherwise. I know. <laughs> I'd be totally fine with it. I you know, I think it's fun to see other people's success, and, and even though you're working, and we all got to work, so... Uh, no, so send send pictures. I, I love seeing them. It's a real cop out answer. We need some more drama. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm more driven by jealousy than Jay is. <laughs> Bauer can go screw himself. You, you, Jay, you sound like you ever seen the movie Bull Durham, where at the end crash and Crash Davis, who's the the minor league. So the the story's about this hotshot pitcher in the minor leagues, and uh, Crash Davis is this veteran catcher who uh, has been all around the league because he can't quite get over the hump to get in the majors. And uh, his responsibility was bringing this hot shot pitcher up and turning him into something that's major league ready because he had the major league arm, just not the major league brain. But at the end of the video, he's <laughs> story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you had one. I don't even have any of them. But at the end of the, the show, he's giving him advice because he got called up to the bigs and he's giving him interview advice and, Crash Davis was, or um, the pitcher was like, uh, that sounds really boring when he's giving him interview strategies. And he's like, good, you you need to sound boring, blah, 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 blah. Jay, your, your response was super boring. I like, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to thank well, God. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm here, I'm headed home. All right, All right sliding over to something else before Jay punches me. <laughs> Uh, this is one I was thinking about because I heard somebody talking about what was the context? It was some about poor bunny or poor squirrel or poor something like that. Um, they got attacked by a wolf or some predator, of some sort. And it got me thinking like, why is, so you hear the story and everyone feels bad for the bunny that gets attacked by a wolf or, um, whatever. Let's bring in real context. We'll like someone, in. someone's cat or someone's dog yeah. gets attacked by a coyote or a mountain lion. Nah, I, I, that, that took it over a pretty deep line, but we're going to run with it. <laughs> so how come everyone always feels bad for the thing being eaten, but nobody ever feels bad for the predator that had it not eaten that thing? He had to run a half mile to catch that. that that's shoot. what I'm talking about. And lots of times they run and expel all that energy, and they don't get anything out of it. <laughs> they got to eat. That's what I'm saying. They got to eat, and it's it's harder for them to eat. You know, they're 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 generally carnivores. They're predators, and so well, if they weren't, they, they wouldn't be eating these things, right? So they, they've got <laughs> they've they've got to work hard for it. That that bunny can just chew grass in your yard. He's fine, and 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 Betty Crocker's cat can just go eat cat food up on the porch. You know, Mister Coyote's got to work hard for his meal. Yes, and he's got to compete against the other coyotes. On top of that, absolutely, it's a hard job out there, and, and I mean, he don't starve to death. Meaning he's pretty good at his job, right, Brian? Your thoughts? Well, I gotta eat. That's good I'm thought. good. With that. That's good thought. <laughs> I, 
I got no, I, mean, I got no problems with the predators. Nature is That's what we are, Brian. We're predators. We were today eating them steaks. They were good. <laughs> Nature is a lot more cruel than common civilization wants to give it credit for. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, it's it's in shock and awe, like in the cities, to see that stuff. Where we're all raised in the rural community, where. That's kind of norm. There's I a mean, life and death. There you is. Know? My yeah. analogy I make to the kids at school and anybody who would ever want to talk about it, which is nobody else other than the kids at school, they probably didn't even want to talk about it, but I made them listen. <laughs> <laughs> was it uh, was it two years ago or was it three years ago when they had to shut off the camera to the bald eagle nest in Decorah? Oh, because they had a what was it? Uh, it had a, a cat or cat something? collar. Yeah, there's yeah. a kitty cat collar <laughs> was in the nest. And they had to kill the feed while they mowed the down this cat. Mowed down and ate this cat. <laughs> so what I was getting is uh, America. That's that's exactly it. I mean, if you were a critter out in the wild, your every day of your life would be like you imagine the scariest movie you've ever seen. Not like a scary movie, but to you, what you envision the scariest movie you've ever seen in your life. Where somebody's running from this monster, whether it's a ghost or or monster or Bigfoot or whatever, uh, and they're trying to avoid getting killed, that's every day of your life as a wild animal. Like even if you're the quotation marks apex predator, even they have things they got to worry about. So all the time you're worried about dying. A shadow, a sound, a movement, anything. Yeah, people freak out. It's on, your life. <laughs> I mean, people are like, "Oh, turkeys are so weary." I mean. Their only defense mechanism is to be aware. So I, I hope they are. And then, then there's still a lot of critters that kill them. And that's because they're tasty. Well, I mean, they're, they're big, they're tasty. Ed. That's my argument w- w- why crappie makes such good bait. I mean, Flathead's got a good sense of taste. So. Absolutely. <laughs> they're like good. donuts with good. fins, man. Yeah. <laughs> They've had one. They're like, I want another one. Riddle me this, though. <laughs> me why, does, why does everything eat shad? That's a very good question. They are nasty. Their defense mechanism is to shit and vomit and shed their scales. At the same time. At the same time. (laughs) And run away. Yeah, then they'll try to swim away, leaving a dust cloud of poo and scales. (laughs) Chum. Chum. Yeah. Just leaves a trail. That's why they're so hard to keep alive. Because you throw them in the tank and they vomit and poop and shed their scales and ammonia levels spike and those scales just clog their gills and then they suffocate speaking of my bait tank's been running since saturday so is there bait in it it's about time i I always let it run for about a week and then i start slowly filling up mine's got four dozen creek chubs in it i'm ready i'm ready where where are you finding creek chubs right now with everything as low as it is in the creek finding little puddles and stuff (laughs) in the creek duh man well yeah i know but (laughs) It, it's it's low. Water levels yeah. are low in this county. Not just the, the river, but the creeks are low, too. When water levels are low and creek chubs are hard to find in rural America where everybody hunts and fishes, you go to urban America. <laughs> when I was down in urban America, and they were very plentiful. There you go. I Jay's actually family owns one of the best creek chub spots that I usually go to. And I went there last year, and there was nothing but coon tracks. Yeah. It was literally mud. Yep. The hollowed grounds of the famous Creek Chub Hole. <laughs> yes. Gone. Jay, you said you... All right, so we got an ongoing topic. 
where we talk about things we've seen floating down river and we've seen a lot of different things. I have a running list. So I'm going to, I'm going to pull up the list right now. And, uh, I need to know Jay, if you have anything, uh, to add to the list of things seen floating down river. All right, go for it. We have, well, you want me to name them all? Well, it's, we, yeah, you, 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 said, you said right. you're going to go through your list. So well, I'm, I'm yeah. looking at it. Okay. So we, we got some free, I'll, I'll just give you a brief summary. We got anything from fridges, buckets, and coolers to bleach bottles, tires, propane tanks, uh, condoms, dead skunk in hot pink bucket. What? Uh, <laughs> construct, that. Construction barrels. Uh, dirty diapers. What you got? Anything else to add to it? Well, yeah. let's keep in mind that Jade spends more of his time in the woods. He's a big coon hunter. Trapper. Okay. So, yeah, I can go on and on about that. Yeah, um, yeah, I coon hunt. I've got a, I've got a, a, a walker female in in my kennel. Um, I used to hunt quite a bit, and then with a the new job change, I don't hunt near as often as I. As I as I should or could or whatever, but, dude, um, coon hunting requires a lot of energy it, and at an inconvenient time of yeah. Day. So so have you guys ever like when you're fishing at night along the river? Have you heard a coon hunt? Have you heard heard dogs howling in the woods and run the track or seen lights or anything? Have you ever seen that before, Spencer? I, I don't know. If, I mean, I've been in on coon hunts. I've coon hunted. But I don't know if I've ever seen anyone coon hunting on the river. Really? The more I think about it, I don't... Well, you don't go to easily accessible areas either. No. Well, that's true. You know well, I mean? that, but that's where coon hunters go, though. Yeah, they run the whole freaking section. I mean, yeah, but you got to get there by a vehicle first. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. that. I, th- usually, I just think that that's odd that I figured for sure you're going to go, oh, but, yeah, I've heard this I'm before. I'm close. And, well, I'm. there's not a lot of guys running them during the summer. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. Because but obviously not where I'm at. Because uh, they will actually hunt more in the summer because they competition hunt, and so they're hunting for competition. They're hunting for money or titles, and so they're not shooting anything. You're not how, hearing gunshots. How many but guys you will hear around here are running coon dogs this time or in the summer? There's four or five right in this <clears throat> county, but that's at four or five in a county. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, well, well, but with the price of furs, coon hunting is not. It's, right. it's only it's only about the competition now. It is. It is. I mean, yeah. we've got a club in Grand Junction you where you got to pay for dog food. You got to pay for vet bills. You got to. I mean, right. Well, you got to own your dogs. You got to own your dog, and and your dog's got to earn its keep. Your dog's got to win. See, cast, that's, that's the funny know? thing. Everybody traps and runs fur, like in any capacities. Like, oh, first trash. You got to take care of your dogs, and you have all these expenses. And I'm like, oh, so it's just like. Every other outdoor outdoor hobby now. <laughs> but to be fair, a working dog is not a pet. It's right. A working dog's got a job to do and he earns his keep. Yeah. Or else you get a different working dog. Right. You know what? It's true. You know it's true. I, mean? I grew up around yeah. bird dogs. Yeah. I get what yes. you're talking about. Sure. Yes. And my dad always and, complained about feeding it because he's like, oh, there's no pheasants right now. Like, I'm not <laughs> – I don't even know if I'm going to have a dog. I'm going to get rid of this thing. And he's had a dog for my yeah. whole life. Yeah. And like I said, I'm just surprised that you haven't heard it because, like – you know, I've cut my dog loose before and watched on the 
on the GPS tracking system and look down like, why is my dog just hung up on the river? Well, I better go get him. And I get down there and, and there's people fishing and he's eating hot dogs and marshmallows. You know? Like, Seriously? Well, oh, absolutely. Awesome. And it's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> hey, you guys got a nice dog here. And I'm like, yeah, I know he's nice. He's eating hot dogs and marshmallows. Of course he's not doing nothing right now. Let's go, copper. You know? <laughs> he wouldn't find him a new friend. Exactly. <laughs> he's like, Jay, don't give me no Man, hot dogs every time I cut that dog loose, he'd hit the riverbank and I'm like, he's looking for fishermen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no i mean uh, you know you're out at night coon hunting and so you can see some weird things and hear some weird things and walk into some weird things um I, you know i've walked into meth labs you know old meth labs you know along the woods there that's pretty 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 weird um were people there uh no it was just all the remnants of it you know of hairspray and like and a, propane in and a cooler you know uh coolers yeah stuff like that now the the best cooler story i got for you so uh buddy of mine were hunting um some public ground january um over by uh, one of the state parks where i live at and it, and it was late it was after one in the morning we we're like well, let's make one more dump and it was cold it was like you know below 15 and so there's only a couple of us crazy enough to go coon hunting that type of weather and there's snow on the ground and everything else so we we cut our dogs loose and um they just got treed along the the creek well the creek was frozen and it had like five six inches of snow on us so we just walked the creek it's just like a road you know right. so we walked the creek all the way to the dogs and as we we're walking i looked down and i was like man there's footprints in the snow like somebody's in here like fresh prints fresh prints yeah. because they just they didn't look like they had melted or anything and my buddy's like there ain't nobody in here it's one o'clock in the morning it's 12 degrees out <laughs> you know i'm like oh you're probably right so we just kept on going and so we get to the tree and, and both dogs were on the tree it was just a den tree so we're kind of squalling see if we get a coon to come out and, and we're gonna go home after this it's late and i look upstream and here comes this guy this guy's walking towards us got a flashlight i'm like ryan man there's there's somebody coming, you know, like, who's this guy, you know? And so he gets up to us and I kid you not, guys, he was wearing a lightweight jacket. He had a lawn chair and a cooler and that was it. And we look at this guy like, what, well, what are you doing here? And he goes, oh, well, I'm, I'm camping and I heard your dogs. You're camping. Are you going to eat our dogs? Yeah. Well, like, what, what's going on? Well, we're leaving. And, and I said, well. You know, we parked at the bridge, I saw your footprints, but I didn't see your truck. You know, like, how'd you get here? You know, well, I just live across the street. Oh, well, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's the state park. There ain't no houses across. There ain't no, where are you from? And, and we were like, well, we're leaving anyway. So he goes, okay, and he turned around and walked back into the woods. And so that was probably one of the weirdest, you know, uh, uh, conversations I've ever had with a guy. I mean, he had to have been tweaked out of his mind, of course, but maybe. I mean, yeah, I, it, I was, it was it was weird. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, it was it was weird. It was really weird. There's too many unanswered questions. I'm there not going to be able to sleep. I've got to. I we got to know. Yeah, yeah. When he walked away from, it, I was like, okay, it's time to go. <laughs> I've never had nothing even comparable to that. I mean, I've ran into a few homeless people when I've been out there, and you just shoot the breeze, honestly. I've never had a real issue on, on the river. Yeah, I've, I've had that. Um, you know, we've we've pulled into areas and have, have 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 pulled in where cars parked and the windows are all fogged over. And, you know, we've, 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 we've come in on that, you know. I'm like, well, okay. But that's pretty you normal. Know, it is pretty normal. I mean, it happens. We, we were like, should we leave? I'm like, no, we're going to go hunting. So we just got out and got the ducks out anyway, you know. Who cares, you know. 
That's pretty funny. They were way more surprised than you were. <laughs> <laughs> you ever? I yeah. think they were thankful the windows were fogged up to tell the truth. Hey, if you're someone who spends a lot of time outside, and since you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to go out on the limb and say you probably are. Sunglasses are super important, and Waterland sunglasses are my personal favorite. They're super comfortable. I mean, I have a pair on right now. can barely even tell they're there, other than the fact that, you know, everything's a little bit darker. But seriously, they don't pinch your head behind your ears like a lot of sunglasses do, so you don't have to take them off every couple hours, you know, and massage that spot behind your ears. Wearing them all day is no big deal. They have they have awesome lenses, too. I mean, they cut glare like no other. They're practically like putting on fish x-ray vision. And you'll look great in them. My favorite frames are the Ashers. I like how the sides are a little bit wider. You know, keeps that little bit more of that glare out of your eyes and helps you see in the water a little bit better. And You don't have to squint your eyes all day. And you, you don't have that fatigue, which is, is really nice. And if you... You want to help support this podcast? You can use promo code RC10 at checkout, and that'll save you ten percent off on your sweet, sweet new shades. And you'll help support the River Certified Podcast. I really appreciate it. What's so, going on in here? so no, <laughs> nothing out of the norm floating down river. Uh, you know, not really. Um, um, there's one time our dogs got treed, and when we got there, they were in the river. And my dog had uh, gone across the river and got treed. And the other two dogs that I was with, with a guy and his wife, um, had treed a buck. There was a deer in the water, and the buck had probably been hit by a car, had a broken leg. It, it was really a kind of a bad deal. Um um, so I did see that. That was pretty weird. You know, that's pretty unusual to see in the river, see a, a wounded deer, you know, basically on its last leg, and these dogs are just barking at it. It's know? already on the list. So. It's not that unusual. Oh, man. <laughs> so dead deer was already on the list. I, well, I forgot and, all about that story. That and, was a And partially open, live deer. Yeah. On on opening night, which is the first Saturday of November, is Christmas Eve for us, and uh, we always – it's been a few years, but we always had a huge group that got together and, and went coon hunting. Mm-hmm. There'd be like 20 dogs at some, some years. Yeah, it's, it's a, a it's a, a pack. A it's a house. herd. It was shelter just, house, get some chili and a little bit of, you know, whatever, and then go hunting. Yeah. Was, I forgot about that. That was, that you, was weird. You guys ever hear anything out there you can't explain? Hot cats getting raped. <laughs> <laughs> probably what it was <laughs> there's one time and i couldn't quite figure out what it was and because it was late it was after 11 and as we got closer found out it was a lawnmower and the guy was was mowing his yard at 11 o'clock at night that was weird that is weird <laughs> i've never seen that i've seen that. that's why they put headlights on he had his headlights and he had a uh, you know a line on top of his head yep. he's local i'm not going to say who it was but, that's fine um, but yeah, he was mowing his yard, and for the longest time, I couldn't figure out what it was. Dude, life like, gets busy. But it was it was <laughs> yeah. a lawnmower, and we got up there. It was like he's mowing his yard. It's eleven thirty at night. Is that hey. my dad's? <laughs> <laughs> my dad's neighbor does that same stuff. <laughs> I've been guilty of mowing my yard at nine thirty in May. But when you're busy yeah. doing podcasts and fishing and stuff, so you know, you got to do what you got to do, do. do. I don't think my neighbors appreciated it, but my neighbor also was uh, 
running this table saw at 6.30 the other day in the morning. So <laughs> I'd prefer to do it at night. It's cooler. Yeah. yeah. Well, when I had the golf course, I used to mow fairways at night. You know, I'd have lights hooked up on it. It'd be hot out, and there'd be golfers out there, and I'd wait for all the golfers to to leave the property and let the lights come on and get out ahead of the sprinklers and go mow in the dark. It was awesome. There you go. You guys um, ever see anything out there that was, like, unexplainable, like Sasquatch or something? <laughs> Just Sam. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam probably ain't listening. Uh, no, I, I have we've not. Called him, it, we've called him Sasquatch enough, so he, he gets it. I've not. It's probably because, like, the guys I hunt with, like, we probably talk too much, you know? Like, you know, we're just always jabbering while the dogs are running, so we very rarely do we just sit there and listen. You know, when I'm hunting by myself, I might listen a little bit more, but no, I haven't seen or heard anything that I can't explain. Um you know, I've had weird things happen, but nothing that I can't explain. You know, I've had I've had I've had homeowners come put bags of sweet corn on the front seat of my truck. You know, like where does sweet corn come from? You know, um, you know, I've had that happen, but I wouldn't say that that's something that you can't explain. You know, it's pretty easy to explain. You're you know you're you're training coon and chasing coon off the out of the fields, and they're willing to give you a bag of sweet corn over it. You know, it's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Perk of the job, no mm-hmm. big deal. Absolutely, especially when you got a uh apple orchard that we we hit regularly and yeah usually get some decent perks out of that i don't believe in sasquatch you don't well i don't either because somebody would have found him someone would have shot one some it would have be on somebody's wall <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i agree i agree i think there's 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 not enough there's stones not to enough. turn no to hide something that unless there's like a somewhat humanoid uh sasquatch version in the middle of the the rainforest that wants to avoid sight i think that'd be more like unfound tribes which there still are you know every year there's more tribes found but these ones would just happen to have more hair (laughs) yeah And in the Amazon, they wouldn't. No, that's true. <laughs> they're not finding these tribes in Colorado. You know, they're like they're finding them in some weird islands. Well, what about like extreme northern Canada or Siberia or somewhere like that? I've never been there, so I can't really talk I, on it. Yeah, I, I guess none of us. Probably. Jay, you ever been anywhere crazy like that? No. Crazy cold places that no. people don't live. Just no, South Dakota not. ice vision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The funniest thing doesn't have anything to do with Sasquatch, but uh, I was basically with a, a mountain man, uh, my buddy Poland. He, uh, we, I was fly fishing down in his neck of the woods, and he just showed up and just to shoot the shit and drink some beers and whatever. And he uh, he heard a coyote, and when he hears a coyote, he just like goes on point, man. <laughs> and then he started doing his coyote howl, which. It's pretty spot on. It fooled this coyote because there's a handful of them. It fooled one of them, and he called it all the way in within the very minimum. It was howling within a hundred yards of us. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, I think I have a video on it. I have a video of it on on YouTube. It doesn't obviously doesn't show the situation like if you were there in person, but it was pretty cool to, that he brought that thing in. I bet he brought it in a half mile. Wow! Wow! Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I know. Um, in Polk City, where I live, you can uh, 
stand outside after you hear a, a siren go by, whether it be a police officer. Or well, isn't that a locator call for him? It's people, a locator you, call. Yeah, you know. stand outside and listen. You'll hear the you'll hear the coyotes start start yipping when that siren goes by. That's that's an interesting neck of the woods because uh, it's like where urbanization meets. Not just rural America, but like the country. Mm-hmm. You have no. pretty solid urban community right on the edge of what I would classify as the the country. And you have a huge chunk that state owned, you know, lake yeah, and it's, it's refuge all, and. Well, it's, it's all owned by the you know the Sailorville Army Corps of Engineers, but there's there's public hunting and public. Um, accesses along that Des Moines River from Sailorville all the way up north of Highway 30. But they're not. You know, it's incredible. They're not going to be developed. You know, Correct. so you, you have right, all of this right. land. That's all public hunting and public access um, from Sailorville Lake. Like I said, I think it goes up just north of Highway 30, which would be north of Boone. It goes further than that. Yeah, uh, yeah. It goes but, quite a ways up north. It's pretty neat. But, uh, that's a travel corridor too for critters because they follow waterways, so you never know what's going to run up along there. I mean, they well, have those mountain lines yeah, run you through see Des Moines. Mountain lines coming through every few years or something, and they walk through Des Moines right along the Des Moines River, and those are the only ones you hear about. Imagine how many actually just go down there and you never Absolutely hear nothing right. about them. Just just north of Grand Junction last year, there was a confirmed black bear print. Shut up! And yeah, yeah one of the one of, we actually were trapping there at the time. Where this guy is out huge or had a huge raccoon problem i think we caught <laughs> the bear took care of him we, no, <laughs> i think we one one in like two weeks span we caught like 48 raccoons Ooh, like, it, it was a lot it sounds like a lot is that a lot i don't know that's a lot for one property for one yeah one property the size of mine mm-hmm. which is less than three acres holy yeah. oh wow yeah, yeah it, it was a lot like we walked back there and it was Oh my gosh! There's trails going from this tree to this tree to this tree to this building to this cornfield to this fence post to this to this to this. Yeah, like yeah, like I, I one, got twelve traps. We don't have enough. Yeah, yeah. like we we'd set twelve traps and catch probably ten raccoon. <laughs> yeah. it, it was ridiculous. It, it, it was insane. That's an infestation. Yes, it, it was. It was. It was bad. And, and and we did them some a pretty good favor because you know after that. You know, he could go outside at night and not have to worry about raccoons just being, like, right on the sidewalk and, and everywhere else. So, um, but it was bad. But you're right. They had, and we saw it, he had a bear track in the snow, and he put a bucket over it. And DNR came out and looked, and DNR couldn't couldn't say that it wasn't a bear. But, I mean, I looked at it, too, and I'm like, I don't know what else it could be. Like, that was the only thing it could have been was a black bear. Sasquatch. Sasquatch. <laughs> they smell about the same, I hear. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Never sniffed neither one of them. Oh, those black you know, bears what, stink. But what was odd about that was, you know, it's it pretty obvious it was a black bear tr- track. But then we never saw it. You know, I don't know where that thing hid. You know, it was right during harvest, so crop was coming out of the ground. You'd have thought somebody else would have seen it. I'm not really sure where it ended up going or how it stayed hidden, but it, it I, yeah, I can say with 98% certainty it was black bear print. Just off the ground. Where, did, where did 98 come from? <laughs> <laughs> he was going to say 97.6, and he's like, no, I'm a little more certain. Want to round it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, keep it more, more friendly for the viewers. I couldn't imagine seeing a bear in Iowa. I've never seen a bear, period. Well, have I? I would love to see a bear. Yeah. You are a bear, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a bear in Canada, 
with our friend Gavin. We were up there fishing at Lac Sewell, and we were on. We were going through a channel where there was an island over here, and the mainland was over here. There's this bear swimming across. <laughs> he got places to go. And we circled him around in the boat a couple of times, and my sister was with us, and she's like, "You need to get away from here right now." You know, she was scared, terrified. Yeah. Like, he, he's not crawling in the boat. No, he's not <laughs> swimming that fast. As much as you not want to be with him, he doesn't want to be with you more. Right. <laughs> I was just amazed. Like, is that the first time I'd ever seen one? Yeah. That'd be neat. The first wild bear I ever saw is on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot you got that one hanging up there. Yeah, that was my uh, college graduation present to myself. Nice. Went out and... Where did, where did you get that one at? Was that Wisconsin? No, that was Montana. Montana. Yeah. Oh, so it was in the States. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. Do they have well actually well Sam was telling me the biggest black bears are in North Carolina. I don't know, you're that pretty doesn't big. Make sense, does it? That's what he says. That I mean it's true. So. I, I mean North, I, I don't he's practically half bear, so I mean I that mean, he does resemble bear. Quite right. Often. All right, so switching it up just for something different. <laughs> uh are we boring you, Spencer? Well, I mean <laughs> Well we weren't talking about fishing, so <laughs> Well, bears fish all the time. That's true. They're the <laughs> ultimate fishermen. Well, all right. What? What? Uh, you want to talk about the TV show host that you think's the best fisherman? Or if you were out of food and you couldn't catch any fish, what are you going to get to eat? Which one do you want to talk about? Well, I I don't watch a lot of fishing on TV. I don't either. And I sit down and I think if I'm watching this, I could just go fishing. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> You know, I so I really don't watch a whole lot of fishing on TV, but you know uh, the old river monster guy kind of he kind of intrigues me. He got you excited. He he finds stuff that other people don't fish for. My I argument, like my argument against him is he takes months to catch things that shouldn't take that long, and I don't know if he's actually if it's dramatized that it takes that long or if he's actually taken that long. But he still gets them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's still getting it, but it, it, it's a it's a TV show. Yeah. So, I mean, if it takes What's that true? Long, so be it. What's true? He got a lot more time on his I, hand than we I did. heard he was in Iowa. He was over on the east side on the Mississippi River fishing or something. You realize that was an April Fool's joke post on Facebook, right? No. Yeah. What, what's, <laughs> the, what's today's date? Son of a... <laughs> <laughs> what is today's date? April 22nd. Son of a... <laughs> That's fake news, bud. Fake yeah. news. Don't believe everything you see on the internet. Or Man. anything. Don't believe anything you see I thought on the a poker player would pick up on that crap. No, no, no not at all. <laughs> Jeremy Wade had his number. So if I play you in poker, so I should I text you it. what I'm going to bet. <laughs> <laughs> with my with my old Waterland sunglasses on. <laughs> Straight lace. <laughs> That was an April Fool's Day. All right. Really. So, yeah. so give us your – you like Doug Stangy? Well, he's my idol, but not necessarily because I think he's the best fisherman. But he's he's one of the only ones – he was what, late 80s, early 90s? Probably. When he was on Inner Fisherman? I, he's been, he was on there for like 20 years. Yeah. Man. But he was like brought catfishing to a forefront. Yes, when 100%. most of them were bass, hundred percent. You know, most fishing fishing shows were bass fishing. Well, and he talked the lifestyle that I live now. 
like he i mean to some extent he talked about small river cat fishing and and camping out overnight trying to catch flatheads and you know building the campfire and eating fried chicken and when you're out on the sandbar and got you hooked from age eight day one (laughs) day one no i was telling a kid today like he was talking because we were talking about this date in history and he brought up something about 1997 i said well in 1998 i bought my first fishing magazine catfish insider i remember there was an article about santa cooper reservoir in there and dude catching big blues and flatheads down south carolina and i was like hooked 98 i was in south dakota and a junior in college yeah <laughs> i'm just a little rascal <laughs> I was probably up there drinking with you. <laughs> that was no doubt. I was uh, at the, the, I don't know how to describe it. I was 10. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was And just learning time. to read. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still working on it there. <laughs> Thank God they got the magazine. <laughs> yeah, that's what did it for me. Yeah. I got to see what goes with these pictures. I, I couldn't remember my first magazine that I, it had to have been Furfish Game probably, but I don't remember. Probably a Playboy. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> see, my, mine was a Playboy. My mom might be listening to this. Right yeah, right. Well, Pam Anderson is uh, centerfold. That's, that's how I get out of watching Wheel of Fortune with my wife, because Vanna White posed in Playboy. I was like, hey, you know, I've seen her name. Shout! You should change the channel. Yes! Watch something different. How about Alex Trebek? <laughs> <laughs> Need more prices, right, guy? Yeah. <laughs> the Alex Trebek Centerfold. It's a different aisle. All right. Back to the TV show. Okay, yeah. We got a little sidetracked there. All right. Fair enough. Brian, what do you think? You told us earlier. Mike Iaconelli, I and the only reason I say that is because it's about the only one I really watched. He's the Bassmasters Classic Champion. I, he brings I, excitement to the table. And I, and I couldn't tell you that. <laughs> I just told you. Well, you don't, don't even have to. I'll tell you for you. I just I I never watched him. I was kind of like right if, if I could watch it, I'd just well go. Yep, yep. What do you? Uh, all right. So there's that other side of it too. Uh, the excitement thing. What do you guys think about that? Him freaking out every time he catches a fish. It's a bass, dude. Well, I, <laughs> no, it's a ditch pickle. It's a ditch pickle, not a bass. Yeah, I I don't see the excitement either. I mean, I'll, let's but that's what he gets paid for. That's what his sponsor. He did it before he got paid. I know, but that's what. That's him. That I, ain't. That ain't. I know, but that's what sets him apart from every other guy that's won the Bassmaster. But what do you think about it? Is He's that you? making money? Is that you? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no, it's not me. I get a little excited when we like catch we a Like we were talking one. about what kind of jig I am. I'm like, I'm a white twister. <laughs> I mean, there's zero flash. I'm just going to go there and get the job done and move on. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, people give me a hard time talking about how, oh, you caught a big fish and you don't even look excited. I'm like, oh, it's more of an internal thing, I guess, you know. <laughs> like, I don't have to hoot, holler, and scream. I was just glad I didn't poop my pants because I was scared he was going to get off. <laughs> I used to feel like that a little bit. I don't feel like that quite as much anymore. But maybe guiding. Now that I'm guiding, you have a client hooked up on a big fish, and you're just praying they don't lose it. Maybe yeah. that'll be back. I don't know. Which is like coaching. I yes, hate good coaching. Point. That's that a great analogy. Because you have zero control. You give them all the knowledge. You put them out there, and you hope. They follow the game plan. Yep. 
I'm but a coach again. I'm a coach again. <laughs> I like the fake excitement when we're in the ice shack sometimes when you got obnoxious people fishing close to you. <laughs> like, Whoa, 27-inch walleye, would yeah. You, <laughs> would you like to demonstrate some of this faux excitement? No, I'm not really much of an actor. <laughs> a few more beers. We'll get him yeah. we'll by the end of this. I just get irritated when people are, like, over, over the top. Like, dude, just, I, I know you enjoy it. It's a fish. It's a fish. It's first day. First day. First day. I, I, I will admit that, you know, I caught a 29 and a half inch walleye up at Erie, and I was pretty excited when I caught that one. And your 50 pound blue down in. Yeah, I was pretty south. excited with that 50 pound blue, too. That was pretty cool. So I get it, too. Like, the big fish are exciting. Enjoy it. They don't happen all the time. You know, so when you get a chance to celebrate a big fish like that, I think it's I think it's okay to celebrate a big fish. I really do. I'm I would say I get more worked up losing a big fish than I do landing a big yeah, fish. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, that's like, fair. Yeah. That's fair. There is a video of me that has a hundred some thousand views of you couldn't see me shedding a tear, but I shed a tear. <laughs> When I lost that big, I lost a big flathead right at he this was monster. He was, <laughs> he was a gooden. He would have that been, would have been a picture he sent me at work. It would have been because <laughs> it would have been about two in the afternoon. So yeah, it definitely would have been. And the worst part of it, I was envisioning sending you that picture, and then he boast, busted off. I was like, I'm "Did gonna, you did you actually touch him though first? I got a for you. I t- put a finger on him." And then he thrashed his hey, head. That counts. He touched it. <laughs> I touched the leader. It's like a sailfish. No, no. Wow. No, it would have been if if it wasn't the biggest flathead I ever caught, it would have been right in the ballpark. Wow. And if I had to, if somebody held a gun to my head and said, "You better guess this weight right, or you're going to die," the weight I would have guessed would have been quite a bit bigger than my biggest flathead. That's why you weigh them. That might happen. <laughs> yeah. Someday that may happen. Wow. I'm gonna bet I'm I'm pretty safe that no one's gonna hold a gun to my head and ask me about that. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> 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 <Let me go. laughs> no man, like that that was that was pretty heartbreaking and I So what's the number? You're about to say it before I interrupt it. What's the number? Spit it out. Sixty five. At the fingertips. Just got that, one finger. That's on. a good day and a bad day. I, I got, got seen. I did. You know? Claire's day. I would have bet he was 51, 52 inches long. Kind of skinny, though. Otherwise, I would have said 70. Well, they, they look a lot skinnier in the water when yeah, you bring he, them out. He was skinny. I got a side view of him. Big, big old noggin, but real long. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was big fish. Or she, I, I'm betting it was she. she. Yeah. Post-spawn, guessing? Post-spawn, post skinny as a rail. So, pre-spawn, 70? Five. 75, probably. Mm-hmm. I didn't know fish like that existed in the water I was fishing. Exactly. That, and that's why, it's, that's why it's still a good day. I mean, it's devastating you didn't get to really put your hands on it. But it's amazing... That that fish lives in that environment. Mm-hmm. It's probably dead right now. It's probably at the end of its life. Yeah. If I had to put money on it, but yeah, just the fact I got to see it was pretty sweet. That is sweet. Yep. The All right. That got away. There's, there's a handful of them, but that might be the worst one. All right. So the worst one. I don't know if I ever said this on this podcast, but I'm gonna say it again. I was 12, and I was fishing a spillway, big old spillway, and. Uh, 
just learned how to throw a cast net, could hardly throw a cast net to save my life. So it's not a whole lot different than right now. I was going to say, it's kind of like me at this moment <laughs> in my life. But this was with a three or four foot cast net, not a 10 footer like I'm messing with anymore. But uh, I caught like three shad and thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Hell yeah. And I put one of them little shad heads on. These weren't big shad. I had a shad head on like size of my thumbnail. and So I was 12 fishing this, uh, I don't know, it wasn't, it was below spillway. And cast this thing out, and it sat for not even very long, 15, 20 minutes. All of a sudden, it just goes, whoop, and then starts bobbing down. And this was a, a Cabela's Predator rod, which is a 10 or 10 and a half foot European carp rod that I had. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it was horseshoed in the holder. <laughs> it, well, the holder was rocks on the bank. And, yes, it was horseshoed. Primitive fishing. <laughs> well, this is a rod that I bought because of Doug Stangy. That's what they use for channel cats. And I grew up fishing small stream channel cats, so I had to have one just like him. With, float it right where you want. With a Abu 5500 that I still use today. This was when I was 12. I think I, man, what was it, 10? I don't know. I've had it for over two decades. But the rod goes down. I fight the fish for at least a half hour, 14-pound mono, so not real beefy stuff. And I get it close to the bank, and that head pops up and at the time i i didn't know how big it was i thought it was a hundred pounder yeah looking back now knowing what i know and seeing the fish that i've seen uh, i would bet it was in the 50 to 60 pound range and it which is like Loch ness when you're 10 or 12 oh 100 <laughs> I mean, percent it was crazy. many 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 years after that that i ever saw another fish but it thrashed its head one way crushed the snap swivel that i put my hook on with and then thrashed its head the other direction and ripped the hook off that snap swivel i never saw that fish again wow i i bawled my eyes out it's a 10 12 year old. i bet yeah i bet yeah and i don't remember doing it either but my son we were fishing at a lake just 30 miles to the west of us here and he had probably a, I don't know, 10-plus pound channel cat on. It's dandy. And it had him right to the bank, and the line snapped. Yeah. And he snapped. <laughs> <laughs> he, you would thought somebody just shot his dog right in front of him. It was it was a bad time. He uh, was probably eight, seven, eight. I, I get but, it. Yeah, I, I get, get it, it too. But, yeah. I mean, that was a meltdown. All right, anyway, so a fun little aside. Let's move to the other one then. If you're out of food, you haven't caught a fish, what are you going to go find to eat? Not mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> this time of year, that's the first thing I'm doing. No doubt. That's the first thing I'm doing is morels, even pheasant backs. I think I think I'm looking for uh, is that what they're called pheasant backs? Yeah, the the, the ones the, white white with the brown pattern on yes, top. Yes, yes, yeah. yep. That'd be what I'm looking for, or uh, wild asparagus. Yeah, yep. love asparagus. Yeah, love asparagus. You don't even have to cook it. Yeah, and then it gets a little later in the year. You start with mulberries. What about uh, you guys? Ever go foraging for ramps? I haven't. I just re- my my wife Ella just brought that up the other day, and I I hadn't even heard of it. I they're small heard. evergreens, aren't they? Is no, that what the ramps are? They're just real leafy, and they got a bulb like an onion. But apparently, they're real. Like there's a lot of controversy with it because people go out and yank the bulbs and the plant out of the ground, but they take forever to grow. 
I, I can't for, say that I've even heard of them. Me either. For, for some here, reason. Here, you can find them here in Iowa? Yeah. Yeah. Some reason, I think I was misled at one time that they were immature evergreens. Just start is what ramps were. Not not according to Google. No. Well, F Google. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, maybe that's something else. But there was something about an immature certain species of evergreen that was edible that people would. You can eat nettles. I've heard. I've I've heard they're really good for you, even. But yeah. you got to eat them before they flower, because if you eat them after they flower, um, they produce. It's like some itchy tongue is what they produce. No, not if you cook them. You gotta, you gotta. They say pick them with uh, like the gloves you clean your toilet out with, the long ones, and then you put long sleeves on, and then you put them in a bowl or something, and you throw them in a skillet and saute them like they're asparagus or something. I ran into somebody walking through the woods last year looking for mushrooms, and somebody I know randomly. And she goes, yeah, we're just out here looking for nettles. And she started naming off all kinds of plants. And she's oh, well, like these and these. You know, she's pointing at the ground. And I'm like, eat that stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, really? Huh. Nettles? Never, really? Never would have thought of it. Never would have crossed my mind. Itch all the way going down? Well, there's a lot of people that eat dandelions. I've eaten them. Right? They're good. Really? Yeah, I was surprised. Elle, so Ella's been getting into the whole foraging thing yeah. a little bit. And she likes the idea Which of it. Which is fun. It is. Me. I, but my so my anxiety, my apprehension is like picking something that ain't good for you. But yeah. right. I, I've heard, apparently, yeah, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, we picked some dandelions. Um, I think they make wine out of dandelions. So I've heard that we fried them. Yeah, and they were quite delicious. Really? Yeah. Now, do you eat the flower, the leaves, the flower? The you we, eat the flower. We ate the flower. We breaded yeah. them. We we. Uh, I think we you egged them and them? breaded them and then fried them, and they were pretty dang good. Kind of like a crappie. So, so they got to be <laughs> yellow and not white, right? <laughs> <laughs> or you take a bite, you're. <laughs> <laughs> These ones were <laughs> yellow, <so> yes. <clears throat> huh. Wow. Hey, okay. I, I'll try. I'll yeah. try any any foods, man. Like Absolutely. I'm, I'm up to trying them all, like unless they're going to kill me. And stuff you can find sometimes. Well, you know, all right. So, we talked about this the other night. Would you? You've heard of that puffer fish? I can't remember the name of it, but uh, I think the name when it's, it's like cooked, a sushi delicacy. Yes, with the poison and stuff. Yeah, so you can only have so much of it, and they only serve you so much of it based on your tolerance. And I'm sure I butchered the details, but the gist of it is, if you have too much or the wrong cut, it will kill you. Mm. Would you eat that? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I give it a try. <laughs> no, I'd no. play it myself. I, I would too. I would. I would trust the cook that he knew what he was doing. What but, if I was the cook? Well, no way. Really? <laughs> no, I mean, I'd, I'd probably, I'd probably eat it. I'd probably slip a mushroom in there. <laughs> they need to think you're dying. Stuffed <laughs> You ain't got enough toilet paper. I can tell you that now. <laughs> Sounds like you don't need it. <laughs> Just let it fall out. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I would. I, got, I don't know. There's. I have trust issues. There's so human error is normal, right? And when you're going into something in that high of a situation, there's no, there's the risk reward does not pay off. You know Ella, what I mean? Ella said she'd eat it. I'm, I'm not with her. I don't think I would. Yeah. 
I'll try anything once. I'll, I'll eat about anything except stuff that might kill me. I I eat lionfish, but you don't have to worry about that killing. I mean, if you caught one, you'd worry about it killing you. But as far as eating it, you don't have to worry about it killing you. Yeah. So as long as I eat it and I don't have to worry about it killing me, I'll eat it. Oh, deer just about killed my dad a few years ago. No, what do you mean? What? He got E. coli from it. Oh. And then he kept eating it. He just cooked it more. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, He's stubborn enough. Yeah. Yeah. He just cooked it longer. Yep. Well, we tried to smoke uh, <clears throat> like a chunk of loin. Mm-hmm. And it, I told him, I don't think that's done enough. Yeah, I'm going to eat it anyway. Well, he was sick. He was sick for days. Uh-huh. And I, my old man's never, like, 40 years of work, and he was sick once. And, yeah, put yeah, him down. Because we saw him on the trap line, like clockwork, about the same time every day, walking walking to town, you know, driving by him. Yep. Either honk at him or stop and visit with him one way or another. Yeah, he, he, got, he got some loin and some hamburger from the same deer from somebody mm-hmm. and uh he was sicker than a dog and i said you throw it all out and he goes nah i'll just cook it longer <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> let me give me some let me try it <laughs> no medium rare on that wow one. they Man. say you're supposed to cook them all the way through that's the catch 22 with deer though like if you cook it too much it's like chewing rubber you know yeah, but yeah, if that's... you don't cook it enough it tastes good but you could get E. coli. You can get E. coli from anything, though. Yeah, that's you true. can get it from your own kitchen utensils. Isn't it like, wasn't there a big deal on lettuce a while back? Spinach, lettuce, yeah. uh, Brussels sprouts. like Or not Brussels sprouts. The sprouts that, like, Jimmy John's is one restaurant. Just sprouts. Bean yeah, sprout. Yeah. You used to have sprouts on your sandwich, but evidently too many people got sick and they ruined it for everybody. Yeah. Well, you notice there's never recall on Little Debbie's. <laughs> Never. Never. Swiss cake roll, good. Good to go. Zebra cake, not match. <laughs> because there's no real food in it. <laughs> just goodness. That's just, all it is. It's just goodness. Sugar and little extras. Well, that's why for gear for me, I just normally will just get sticks with cheese, and then that's it. You know, that's not real food either. It's that, delicious. It's, but it's, it's, good. Good. it's fantastic. It's, it's ground up gear. Throw a little cheese in it. It's easy. I don't have that. to cook nothing. Yeah. I just pull up because my family doesn't really like the gamey type of a, a meal. So they're make chi- chili and tacos takes I, care I, of. I all would do that in a heartbeat, but they're beef people, and so beef people. You make it sound like they're a different race. <laughs> <laughs> when I was first married, she wouldn't eat elk, deer, elk? alligator, elk. nothing. Well, she ate it all the time. She just didn't know it. But if she knew she was eating deer, oh, I don't, I'm not, no, I'm not eating it. Well, I think that happens to me, too, because my mom and dad, um, they have deer burger for everything, you know. So if, if they're doing anything with burger, it's deer burger. So if we have chili or a soup or something like that, it's spaghetti. I don't care what it is, but anything there, it's got deer meat in well, it. And, and Guaranteed. I love deer, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to grind it up and make a patty out of it. I'm going to get a hamburger. Right, but I'll, right. I'll, if it's ground up, it's going to chili, it's going to taco meat. I agree with you 100%. It's going to stuff like that. I made deer burger one day, but 
you had to put so much binding stuff in it. I put flour and Worcester and a bunch of spices and a couple eggs. It was practically deer meatloaf by the yeah, time I was said. done with it. But it sounds like jerky. <laughs> it wasn't bad though. It yeah. really wasn't. But it wasn't a burger. It didn't didn't no. have the same texture as a burger. But it was edible. There wasn't none that went to waste. Yep. I like the um, I like those butterfly steaks. That come off that little, little back straps on uh, the deer. Like, yeah, that's like, the best cut. Um, that is fantastic. Yeah. And slice them open. A little, little garlic, a little salt on that. Grill those up. Oh gosh, are they good? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We uh, so I've never killed a deer. Um, not ashamed to admit it because it kind of makes me the weirdo in Iowa. Like I grew up. Well, in the, you got that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, kind of. I need to know guys like that existed. Didn't yeah, you? yeah. I'm I'm one of the few. <laughs> But uh, I've skinned a bajillion of them because my old man likes shotgun hunt and go out to deer camp when I was younger and still do on occasion and go help him clean deer. But the best part was you pull some back straps off and slap them on the grill. And, yeah, oh, they're, they're fantastic. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, we yeah I, I do, uh, I do the, the field dressing, skinning, all that. Um, and then I just have a deal when we go fishing up in like Minnesota, if we go hit a lake or something up like that. I don't have to clean fish. So I can get off the boat, go grab something to drink, and my brother's got to clean fish. Unless it's a northern. So, yeah, he'll even do northern, but yeah. Yeah, up at uh, South Dakota, I cleaned all the northern for everybody. So get them white bones out. Every time I clean a northern, which is like once every five years, I have to look up a video on how to clean them. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, uh, yeah, and I had to do the same thing because I had done it for so long because my brother does it all the time. But, uh, yeah, once I watch a quick little video, quick little refresher, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. you got to go down on the outside of the rib cage and follow on the bones. And once you get started, it, the meat will really fall right off the bones. It's They're actually really easy to do to get them white bones out if you know what you're it's, doing. Well, you said it, hard. if you know what you're doing. And it's right. real easy to cut right through them and accidentally leave them in the flay. Yeah. Which I've been known to do on occasion. Uh, but uh, Next one I clean, I'm going to chop the head off, skin it, and throw it on the smoker. Doesn't smoker that dissolve now? the bones? The uh, bones break down? The small ones it does. The small ones. Yeah. It's been so long since I've smoked fish. I was talking to my mom on the way here about smoking bullheads. Now, my mom loves bullheads. They're good. In the spring, they're really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they take a, they'd make a special trip up to the grade. I'm like, really? There's perch and walleye and crappie up there too my ex-mother-in-law used to have me go out and catch bullhead and then she would boil the meat and then we would dip it in butter and no, it's just, just like lobster yeah just like lobster well that's one of the many fish they call poor man's lobster <laughs> yeah burbot burbot i've never even seen one you guys caught one i've never caught no. one but matt and i were talking about just making a trip up because i know there's a lot of them in like the river pools yeah and we were going to give that a shot, but that never never came, came to. Didn't Troy and Amy go? They went on a trip fishing? just for bourbon. Yeah. Where'd they go? I don't know. Somewhere in Minnesota. Minnesota. Somewhere north of Minneapolis, I'm assuming. Probably like Leech Lake has a good <clears throat> crop of them, I guess. Yeah. No, I'd like to. It, I mean, it seemed to fight good for ice fish. Yeah. You know. I think I think Matt, when he went with Steph, they did catch one. Maybe they did. It's one of them pictures they send while you're at work. Yep. <laughs> Back to that. And that was his anniversary. That was his anniversary trip. So that was that's an awesome trip. Just, I've uh, just take these. <laughs> we're having a uh, 
Microphone malfunction. Well, earbuds don't fit in my ears. They're well, what ears? They're closed. Let me set. let me paint everyone a picture. Of what's going on here? So Ryan, and I don't know if we've touched on this, but Ryan is an all American collegiate wrestler, and he's got the ears to prove it. <laughs> so I'm a and I'm a tightwad, not an all American wrestler, just a tightwad. <laughs> Um, and I only have three sets of the nice noise canceling headphones and a set of earbuds. And Ryan ended up with earbuds that don't fit in his ears. My ears are on fire right now. I'm trying to <laughs> shove them in there every time they fall out. I'm not sure what ear to put these ones in. Well, it's a surprise. It's like the the Wednesday casserole at school, you know, <laughs> surprise casserole. Yeah, leftovers from last week. Yep, yep. All right, let's just twist this around completely 360 just for the fun of it. Uh, did we get to what you would eat? What I would eat? I don't think we made it yeah, out what, to you. What are you picking? Pheasant bags. Oh, yeah, probably we did kind of that. touch yep, on that. Yeah, that's it? No, I'd probably try and kill something. Squirrel? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would do, too. I'd be, I'd be trying to get some meat somewhere. Well, you Whether know, I'd be snaring a rabbit all right, let's or backtrack. a squirrel or something. Let's backtrack. For Every, sure. Everyone's like, I'll kill a squirrel, I'll kill a rabbit. I think if you did all not... the squirrels are in town. It, well, <laughs> that's a fact, too. Yes. And they're all at my house. Uh, and they're very fat and happy, and, and they play games with my dog, who's not a killer. The one... All right, so before I backtrack, I'm going to reminisce on this one. But my dog, he's about a 20-pound mutt rescue dog, and... He likes to chase squirrels with without any intention of ever catching one. But one time he caught one, and it was hilarious because he was on top of the squirrel, and he was looking down at the squirrel, and the squirrel was looking at him. And I don't know who looked more surprised. <laughs> Jess. <laughs> Jess and then the How squirrel did we get took off. In this <laughs> right. Ooh, I caught you. But what I was getting at was uh, everyone says they want to kill a rabbit, they, they'd kill a squirrel. But if you did not have a firearm, it would be so hard to kill a rabbit or a squirrel. You'd make a snare. You'd make a snare. But how are you going to get them in it? Set up their trails. Yeah, they run trails just like any other. That would be easy to catch. That would be right. the first you, thing I'd try to You catch. guys are the trappers. Yeah, I'll take your word on it. The first thing I'd try to catch in a heartbeat would be a rabbit. I'd screw it up. If anybody screwed up, I'd screw it up. <laughs> He'd be throwing a spear or wouldn't. Steak that he chiseled down himself. I feel like my odds would still be better with the spear than the snare. I'd Mine set a too, snare. Probably. Yeah. My snare would be like too stiff and they'd hit it and just bounce off of it. <laughs> Rookie. <laughs> you were going to start. Well, I got. Well, what, how long can you live without food? Well, like, I can live a lot longer than you can. Like eight weeks? <laughs> All right. So I got. I got four weeks to figure it out. <laughs> I got about four months. <laughs> now, uh, the 360, just for fun, is uh, what, what do you think the best way to keep bait alive? Like on the river or in general? Whatever. Do you get to use supplements? <laughs> like better bait. So the, the best way to keep bait alive is with supplements. Yes. Steroids. Well, <laughs> it makes the water blue. You ever wonder what's in them? No. I, sometimes I, I works. Sometimes I wonder if it's like Gatorade. <laughs> like you throw electrolytes in there. It's something that amps them up, that's for sure. Because you, you can catch them that same day, throw them in that better bait, and 
they will not stop moving. Firefighter Tim calls it uh, the minnow meth. Minnow meth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't wrong either. Yeah. I don't know. You guys use any bait, live bait, hardly at all? Most of my bait's plastic when I'm, you know, my little itty bitty crappie fishing. It's not very lively. No. They were eating any- the plastic the other day, though. I So I got, uh, there, there's a YouTube channel called Marlene Baits. And the dude makes custom hard baits, and then he's kind of dabbled in soft plastics, and he works with the dude who makes uh, these molds for soft plastics. And this they're pretty ni- amazing at their function and, yeah. and putting out products. They 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 and he, they create different stuff, unique stuff. But he, I went out there and made some baits with him, and he sent me a baggie back and of some stuff we made, and then some stuff he made before I even got there. And there's this one that was, I don't know, it was like a little two-incher, and it didn't have a paddle tail on it. It looked like a T on the end of it, and it didn't paddle. It, like, quivered. And it was had a pink tail and a gray back, and I called it the, uh, called it the, the chicken smoke. Because <laughs> <laughs> why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, it had pink legs and a gray back. It's chicken smoke. But that's what they wanted, man. I caught 20 on 20 casts on that. And then I tried something else. Couldn't get a sniff. They wanted that chicken smoke, man. No live minnow. Well, the next day I went out and threw live minnows on a jig just to see. Caught one, put the chicken smoke back on, caught 20. They wanted that chicken smoke, man. I want a chicken smoke. Well, I mean, they're in the truck right now. You know what I mean? What's the chance of you hitting that exact combination? And what's the chance on some day you're struggling and you find something that just clicks? Sometimes the, it happens. Most of the time, not. The funny thing was, I put it on on a whim. I wasn't, yeah. wasn't going to use it. I was like thinking I'm going to use live shiners because I had a live well full of live shiners in the bed of my truck. And I was... And I've been meaning to use them things for a while, and I saw them in the bag and said, you know what? I'm going to use these things today. Chicken smoke it is. Chicken smoke it is. <laughs> I got a whole bag of stuff I never use because I always use like four four or five <laughs> that's, different. That's because you're confident. But that's the, yeah. that's the reality of fishing. And every once in a while, I'll dabble in something else, but 90% of the time, I'm using my confidence stuff. But well, I don't ever fish for crappies, so. Lure making companies could care less if they catch a fish. They gotta catch they a gotta fisherman. catch a fisherman. That's first. right. That's all they care about. Hundred percent. Yeah. Colors. Yeah. Marketing. They they just grab a color in the in the arsenal and oh, we're gonna yeah. make them yellow today. Okay. Yep. They don't care. No, it's pretty. That's what I want. If yeah. it ain't chartreuse, it ain't no use. That's what I always say. <laughs> Unless it's white. <laughs> White, you can't. All right, white, white always works. White, the best chance is either white or black. And or well, that's, that's, the, that's the color clarity that you're yes, fishing in. Yeah. Absolutely. Or purple. Well, black, purple. That smoke, that blue. natural. What do we call that? The American flag fleck. Oh yeah. That always works. I mean, is that clear water though? Yeah. Yeah. I always Usually. find the brighter colors work better in clear water, and the darker colors work better Correct. in muddy and that, water. That's, that's kind sunlight. of a rule of thumb. Yeah, yeah sunlight as well. Yeah. And then you get a little chartreuse on the end, and it's just done deal. <laughs> yep. They can't. Well, they and can. I, so I've been looking for this red. It's a solid body tube jig is what it's called. Yep. And it's red with a chartreuse tail. The thing is just dynamite. 
What, yeah. I don't know what I it, my favorite's purple with a chartreuse tail in muddy or stained water, which is Iowa all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Every day. Well, let's uh let's tidy her up. Last cast time. So five more topics. Five more topics. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Who's who's got the first last cast? Take us out, one of you two. Give us give us it's a, Give us your final thoughts. Our table's getting too full with with beverage cans. Yeah, quite a few of them here. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> this kind of weekly occurrence. So the last cast is kind of whatever you want to end the whole deal with. Last, your last thing you have to say, which is a cop out because you could still say more. But Jay, well, I'll go. Jay, um, you're up. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to heading to Lake Erie. We're we're going walleye fishing here in in May, so it's a couple weeks out yet. But that's what I'm looking forward to. So right now, my mind's kind of geared towards walleye fishing. I've been watching a buddy of mine who's out there right now. It looks like they're just hammering them. He's getting some really nice walleye. So they're averaging 23, 24 inch fish or average. Um, so they get they get a couple 30s and they've done really well. So uh, yeah, pretty excited about it. That should be a lot of fun. So what's your biggest walleye? Uh, 29 and a half. Was it out at Neary? Out at Neary, yeah. And so, I mean, so I tried. About Eleven and a half pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I really tried to make Huge. that thirty. I mean, I I was about ready to run the truck tires over it and smash it out. <laughs> like it was so close, but no matter how I got it, I could not get the thirty. It was twenty nine and a half every time. So, um, so it's not on the wall yet. I'm not mounting a walleye until I get one that's thirty. Then it's going on the wall. My wife can't wait. She's really excited. About I bet it. she is. <laughs> can't wait to watch you spend six hundred bucks. Yeah. No, I've thought about the whole fish mountain thing before. I mounted a fish when I was twelve. It's the only fish I've ever mounted. I caught a twenty-two inch bass, which that, is awesome. Well, when you're twelve, well, mm-hmm. now twelve was a good year. That's roughly the same time you had your big flathead. It was. That's when he got it hooked. Yeah. I mean. It was. That was a good year. Yeah. Very good Could year. never duplicate that year again. <laughs> I'd like to. What were we, like so that's 30? that's the only fish you have on the wall is a 22-inch bass. It's not even my biggest bass. And not even your biggest I bass. Caught a tw- that's the only one you have on the wall. Correct. Gotcha. And I decided that the only way I'm going to mount another one is if it's a, a record of some sort. And I don't Go do... ahead. That's the one. That's the one I want. Bad. Want me a, the four-pound, eight-ounce... Oh, sorry. Four-pound... Nine ounce black bullhead. We caught some bullheads fish in Minnesota one year. It's got to be in Iowa. Got to get that. Well, Iowa this record. was in Minnesota, but 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 I got to tell the story anyway because the fishing was terrible that year, and 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 you know my dad farms, and so we have to go on vacation in July, you know, late July or whatever. So so it's, it's a hard time. To, it's hot, you know, and the fishing was really really slow up there, but. Um, one evening I went down just thinking, well, there's bullheads and catfish here. Let's see what we can catch. So we, we just put some night crawlers on jigs, set them underneath the bobber, threw it out there in the pond. And, and uh, oh, my gosh, we caught the biggest bullheads you'd ever seen in your so life. Jealous. I mean, they're were, they were 18, 20-inch long bullheads. I mean, they were just huge. And, and, and they were a lot of fun to catch. But nothing else was fishing. So we just didn't fish all day, and then we caught bullheads at night. It was a blast. I can't like. Why can't that be in Iowa? I want to catch. <laughs> yeah. Give me a five pound bullhead, and I'm good forever. <laughs> and I'm gonna use well, it. You for, can be. I think, they, I think I'm gonna catch a hundred of them. I think small. they exist on that lake in Minnesota. So it's it's a it's a small lake. Um, it's called Mule. 
Lake. But Mule Lake. It's up by um it'd be it'd be north of Brainerd and South ways of Lake. It's always up, up there. there. Everywhere that has these big bullheads and big catfish is places where nobody wants to catch big bullheads and big catfish. Oh, for sure. I yeah, want I want that fish. four no sh- watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> when you go up to Minnesota, a bullhead is a garbage fish. You're, well, you're not driving up there to go. And you're making me think the people in the north are less intelligent. Okay. So. <laughs> but that if if I were to send you somewhere to catch a big large bullhead that's where I would go because I to, they were big when I was twelve years old, and they're, it, they cycle out. They're, they're still there. They're probably gone. I <laughs> I want a five pound bullhead. I my I, life would I be think, complete. I think Mule Lake has them. Yeah, someday. All right. <laughs> Brian, I'm traveling that He's far thinking. south, and I'm not going after a five pound bullhead. Yeah. I'm going after a hundred pound. And that's why I'll never have the bullhead record. <laughs> Brian, what's your your last your parting words? Your last cast? Well, I'm just kind of looking forward to getting out and mushroom hunting and crappie fishing. I'd like to get into some crappies this weekend. Yeah, good luck, buddy. I yeah. know you got a little trip planned. Tried to get you to go with me, but I know obligations. Got daddy time. Obligations. Got daddy time. We're going mushroom hunting, though. Yeah, we'll do lots she's, of that. She's nine, so oh, she can go. Oh yeah, we're out. Well, we got somebody to get, reach down and pick them. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Got one right here. <laughs> that's oh, the best that's part. A, oh, it took my kids and my hey, come here. Come over there, get them. Yeah, don't mind them thorns. Don't worry about Well, that's that. what they always sent me after when I was little. It's like, hey, there's there's a bunch of them under that multi-floor rose. You just go in there and get them. <laughs> down on your hands and knees, crawl in there. There, there was a guy that I, all right, so his name was Marty, and uh, we called him old Briar Rabbit. He's a freaking legend. He died a couple years ago. He, real, I mean, he was like 50 and had a brain tumor. It was a pretty shitty deal, but uh, we would go mushroom hunting, and when I was younger, he'd call, he'd call me Hanky, <laughs> and he'd say, Hey, Hanky, get under there and go grab. I see a mushroom. Go under there and go grab it. Don't mind them. Just like you're talking about. Don't mind them thorns. They'll be fine. You know, yeah. Just go under there and you grab it. They always mushroom. taste better with blood on them. <laughs> <laughs> no, old Briar Rabbit is a good dude. He knew where the mushrooms were at, I'll tell you that. Yeah. And he knew how to take my money in poker, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Jay's over here thinking Slim Pickens. Easy, <laughs> easy money. I don't have any, so you don't get, get, get much out of it. Let's uh, try to win his boat. <laughs> there you go. I, I'll bet anything but that. <laughs> yeah, I got rid of my boat. Yeah? When? No, just in the last month or so. Why? By getting rid of, he sold it to another one of our good friends who put some money into it and got it. Where it needed to be, and, and I can use it whenever I want. That's <laughs> that's smart. That's a nice job. It was kind of his half his anyway. I mean, I bought it initially. He found it. I bought it. We yeah. both worked on it. And then it just sat in the shop. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah. the water wasn't low enough for me to pull it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, it, water was too high last year to go. <laughs> it's a lot funner when Ryan gets out and humps me down the river. <laughs> It, it hasn't had a motor on it for three years. I just pull it. <laughs> Don't need a motor. Got you. <laughs> I guess my my last cast is another trip. I'm looking forward to a trip, this, not this weekend, but the weekend after. We're uh, 
going to go down south and hopefully run into some big blue cats. And if we're real lucky, we'll run into the first. I guess it'd be my second flathead of the season. I'm looking for something big and brown. Yeah. That's the only reason I'm going. I'm excited. Well, we'll be camping on some islands on the Mississippi and uh, where I've heard there's some big flatheads down there. And hopefully we can just find, you know, one. I just need one. One, one. Just one that's. One will make the trip worth it. One over over 30. One that makes your arms burn a little bit. One over 30, I'll be happy. But uh, I'm looking forward to that, cooking some food over a campfire and just hanging out on an island and shooting the breeze and drinking some beers around a campfire. Guy living the dream. Probably probably won't happen. We'll probably get rained on the whole weekend. But <laughs> nothing I'll, but, I'll still be drinking beer in my tent. Buddy. That's a fact. <laughs> nothing but cold and chilly. Uh, yeah. As long as the beers are cold and chilly. That's right. And they will be. So I'm looking forward to that and looking forward to seeing what happens. Ryan, it's all on you, man. Well, that's the best part about a trip is just you set up a trip with a scale of this could happen. This could happen. Mine is, is I just have to catch something bigger than 10 pounds because that's pretty much the max in Iowa right that now. That you can do right now. So yes. if we catch something bigger than 10 pounds, I'll call it a Unless you get on a muskie or something like that. But, that's just dumb luck. But, yeah. I'm talking about realistic. Yeah. Like what you could expect. But, you know, just – with with research and prior knowledge and stuff that you go into this trip with these expectations that that could happen not that it will not that it's imperlative that it does that's but a it big could. word right. is that a word that's a big word imperlative imperlative imperative imperlative is a word right i don't know you know well i'm dumb i mean i think we've established that imperl <laughs> you meant imperative you guys, you guys, you guys got college educations. I'm, I'm out. Yeah, imperative. It's imperative. It's not imperative that you catch this fish. All right, get the backtracking. <laughs> I don't know. It just came to mind. Better ask Webster. Anyway. So it's not anyway. imperative that you catch said fish. No, it's not imperlative either. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new one. I but, think I'm going to start using it. Yeah, I am now. <laughs> it'll be in. The, it'll be what is it? Urban dictionary. Urban dictionary. Yeah. That's You're be a, welcome. That's, that's going to be a bumper sticker on the boat. Now sure. I hope so. That's just going to be the name of the boat. Yeah, the it's, it's I'm pretty sure it's a word. Oh, I like it. Somebody look it up. It's a word. I don't know. Anyway. I so will, I will look it up for you. I mean, that is not it's not a requirement of the trip, but just it just gives me amped up that those options are there. Yeah, you know it's I mean? a possibility. Yes. It's a real possibility. So every time that that tip of the pole moves, you're like, this could be what are we showing me? Imperlative? It's, it's not a word. Imperative. Man, if the world listened to me, it'd be a better place. Give me. Well, that. you spelled it wrong. <laughs> Son of a gun! Just ask. That's a boat name now. Just ask her what Oh, name. it's a hundred percent a boat name. Absolutely. Now. It might be the name of my boat. Now. <laughs> he got copyright on it. <laughs> It's all you, Jay. When you when you win your hundred grand and you buy a boat, it's going to be the imperative too, because you guys will beat me to it. I hope. That's awesome. 
Which, re- right. which reminds me, backtrack one more step. If anybody has good boat names, email them to me. We'll be thinking of and brainstorming them, but if anybody has any ideas, email them, Spencer at RiverCertified.com. That's a, that's a good podcast conversation. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we sh- I'll add that to the discussion for the next one. But anyway, Ryan, you, right, you're on deck. All right. Well, it's warming up finally. Like Brian said, mushrooms are out. Spring's coming. Catfish have... The- the ice out catfish kind of worked through their cycle, and now oh, the the I, see the thing with ice out cats is everyone's like, oh, it's only an ice out. That pattern plays out till the end of June. Really? Yes. Well, unlinked. well, not the end of June, but probably the beginning of June. Yeah, till but unlike reservoirs, stuff like that, not really the river system. But you don't have right? the same. The ice out bite on the rivers is different. Yeah. It's way different. It's mainly rock dams, stuff the, like that. Well, no, no. It's mainly wintering holes and then slow-moving eddies off of those wintering holes. and then Which uh, around here a lot is mostly rock dams. Well, around the here holes. there is no wintering hole. Well, you got... No, no, that's not a real wintering hole. Channel cat, if we have water, they're gone. Any channel cat of size is gone. Like really? the only way they spend the winter there is we had low water, so they were they were there. Now they're gone because we did have a spout of higher water, so they vacated. And there's by probably, higher, he's talking like six inches. Yeah, and they'll yeah. right back. Down. But they were just like, "Whoa, I haven't seen this in a year." So I'm <laughs> is that out of current. Here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, those fish they spend the time there. But the the bigger fish that have been around the the block a time or two, they they weren't even there in the fall man so winter 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 deals is totally different there's some wintering holes further downstream where they're at right now but uh i guarantee you mr flathead who i might have to go pay a visit to in the next three days uh, i i know where he's at now whether he wants to bite or not that's a totally different thing but i know where he's living dynamite that'll get him <laughs> oh it'd get about 200 of them is what it gets but anyway all right. Well, we good? I think so. Is everybody wrapped up? Yep. Well, go well, ahead. Thanks, Brian and Jay. I appreciate it. Anytime. It was, it was a good time. Yeah. I appreciate I, it, too. I, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Hopefully, hopefully I can come back and do it again with you guys. We might allow it. Yeah. You might even have your own microphone, if I can remember <laughs> everything. We'll just cook steak and taters and beer and have a good old time again. Life yeah. will be good. Yeah. I like it. No, I appreciate everyone taking the time to listen to the podcast. It means a lot, for real. Like, I don't know if anyone listening to this realizes how how sweet it is that you guys enjoy listening to our bullcrap. Yeah, I mean, we just sit around and have fun. Yeah. I mean, if you guys enjoy it, that's awesome. Because we definitely. Because we do. Yes, yeah. 100%. So, the uh, other things, if you want to help support the podcast, you can uh, get yourself a sweet pair of Waterland sunglasses. Use promo code RC10. You save 10% and you help out this podcast, and it, it does help out a lot. The other thing, you can go to rivercertified.com, order you a sweet sweatshirt. Just got Ryan a sweatshirt today. Oh, yeah. You'll see it on a video yeah. soon. Yes, you will. And, and some koozies. They're on there. They're kind of priced high, but I need to work through the details of that and bring that price down a little bit. But uh, if you want to order one and support me, I appreciate it. Uh and book a guide trip. I'm guiding full time starting June 13th. Taking I got openings in July, so hopefully I'll get this podcast out before July. <laughs> <laughs> but I got some openings then, and uh, that helps. And if you do not want to catch a fish, I also have a guide. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's half the price, and I guarantee we'll get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell the insurance man. <laughs> insurance. You need insurance for that? <laughs> no, but uh, all that stuff helps out a lot, and I really appreciate it. So we got River Certified on Facebook, Instagram, all that whatever, but... Most importantly, thanks for watching. I hope you catch a giant. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> thanks, guys. now in waypoint tv's 2023 series showdown your favorite hunting and fishing shows are going head to head visit waypointtv.com to vote and be entered to win a giveaway from element outdoors cast your votes during each round until the champions are crowned get in the game and vote in the series showdown presented by expedition enterprises and vote trader only at waypointtv.com waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment